welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here hear news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred, and that great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. And I will quickly get us right into the show today. Uh, we are continuing uh, the Alien from Planet X, the Brad Lansky series uh, remake of their first episode. Uh, there are five in total, um, the latter two being uh, either Mark Time uh, awardees or, or in the finalists for those awards. Um, this is from South African Protophonic, penned by J.D. Venn and produced by Dieter Zimmerman. Uh, Dieter also plays uh, the main role, Brad Lansky, uh, who in this tale, as we heard last week, is currently investigating a distant planet. Uh, there was a sort of research team there that uh, went to investigate it, and something went wrong with their uh, spacecraft. Uh, there are some strange repercussions. Uh, should they not be recoverable, uh, Brad Lansky has been set to investigate as worried that there is some sort of computer virus out to get him, and we'll find out exactly what kind of creature that is here in the conclusion of The Alien from Planet X. Hope you enjoy. Commander, we have arrived. I am entering a low orbit of the planet. Okay, we're here. It's a very large, black planet. No water. No sandstorms make Jupiter's spot look like a picnic area. I've picked up a ping signal on the surface. Be careful. Yes, we don't trust any signals in this system. Signal quarantined and abstracted. Analyzing. Any other signal traffic? Nothing obvious so far, but my sensing bandwidth has been severely curtailed. There are very faint radio waves bouncing inside the ionosphere, but these could be of natural origin. Keep monitoring. I want to know where they come from. The ping intervals confirm his serial number. Excellent. All right! We found him! Prepare the lander. We're going down to get Celius. Ship's log. Lansky and John have taken the lander and are heading down to the surface. Although my sensory capacity has been severely limited, I suspect that the lander's specs are inadequate for this planet. My concern was noted, then ignored. Yeah. <laughs> 
you've badly damaged the lander. Got us back, didn't it? Only just. But it won't fly again without a complete overhaul. Let's hope it was worth it, then. Find anything useful in Celius? My analysis of his core dump is complete. I found only massively corrupted software and hardware. Caused by what? Unknown. If it was a virus, its damage profile doesn't resemble anything on record. Damn it. So nothing then. There is a single analog test circuit that seems to be intact. I mention it only because it appears to have been hastily constructed by Celius himself. Analog? Show me. It is a very primitive RC circuit. Not much use at all. Hmm. Immune to software. Of course, being analog, it is immune to viruses. But that does not constitute any active functionality. Active? Of course not. It's a passive RC circuit. Filter or timer. Well, this is embarrassing. Speak for yourself. Why? Is there still a voltage across it? Indeed. If it is a timer, it would have started when its power source was removed. Now that is brilliant. Triggered when his circuits got fried. Okay, measure all components as accurately as you can. Make a best guess for the initial voltage based on the power supply circuit and damage profile. Then, calc exactly when the timer was triggered. Clement found something. On screen. What are we looking at? His inner titanium casing. And? Nanoscript. What? A very small text that he, he must have burned with an internal laser. Hazard warning. Do not engage in any electronic comm in vicinity. Extremely hazardous virus at large. Good boy, Celius! Advantage. Have you got the time of the attack yet? Affirmative. Okay, reverse the orbits of all local bodies to the time of the event. Then work out where the echo was heading to. Do we assume Celius jettisoned within the planet's gravity well? Yes. Working. To the planet's inner moon. Where is it? J bring it up on screen. It is currently behind the planet. What do we know about the moon? Almost nothing. On our arrival, it was almost immediately obscured by the planet. Bring up the stats. I'm afraid it's not even catalogued. I only had time to note its orbit and take a snapshot. It's green. Ugh, one pixel is all you need. But the place is crawling. Agreed. The planet may be deserted, but this little moon looks like a live one. How long before it comes round? Twenty minutes if we remain in Geosat. Thirteen if we want a rendezvous. No time to prep, then. Still, I want the fastest path to get us into orbit around it. What? You have no idea what we're dealing with and just go charging in? Moby Dick is coming around the mountain either way. It's got Sandy and Dita. At least in orbit, if a system fails, we'll have more options. Yeah, and a good aerial view of your own cemetery. Oh, I get it. This is some kind of sick competition between you and Sandy, isn't it? Of course not. We're in a joint venture now. Well, actually, if he is alive, it would feel mighty good to haul his celebrity ass out of trouble. Okay, we have ten minutes to check all systems. Okay, full bandwidth active scans as soon as you see it. I want to find out as much as we can before Moby Dick notices us. Five, four, three, two, one. Are you sure you got the orbit right? There. Scanning. Signal traffic? Two very faint signals. Three, four. More as we come around to the side facing away from the planet. 
There appear to be distress signals, but are all using digital protocols, so we cannot run the risk of decoding them. All are very weak. Are they being suppressed? Uncertain. They are all on the surface, scattered in a roughly circular pattern. The terrain looks... swampy? Yes. Wet, massive vegetation cover. What happened? I shut down all but one quarantine sensor. We are immersed in a powerful beam of EM radiation emanating from the moon. Just one beam? So far, yes. That didn't take long. I think Moby Dick has longer teeth than we thought. Yes, scary. Advantage, use extreme caution with any comments. Brad, I have found something. One of the faint signals is a distress call. I thought we decided you weren't going to analyze any more signals. Yes, but this one is a simple analog signal. Probably because it's more difficult to suppress. And the code? Just an SOS in Morse code. Morse code? That hasn't been used since the Stone Age. That's it. It must be Sandy. We used Morse code as our own private code back in Flight School. We need to get down there ASAP. What's he doing? He's waving his arms around. I can see that, but what's he trying to say? I don't know. I'm having a seizure? I'm shutting him down. being attacked by highly sophisticated viruses. They are many and varied, but all originating from a point source on the moon. The carrier beam is so powerful it's penetrating my shields. Clement has been deactivated, and the burden now lies with me to resist this onslaught and stay in orbit. control of my limbs and there's a loud buzzing in my head. I've never experienced this before. 
It must be the virus affecting the neural net. Quick, let's get it to sickbay. True, but look on the bright side. It hasn't affected us humans at all, and the advantage seems to be doing okay. Her photonic crystal may be fine, but her systems are failing. We're running out of time for a rescue. Yeah, we should stay and fix the lander. And let Moby batter us into a crash land? No, sir. We have to stay one step ahead of this thing to win. Sounds super. Okay, hang on now. Our nav system's just rebooted. Okay, that's it. We need to learn more about this thing, and fast. Our best hope for that is talking to Sandy. Alrighty, so to recap then, Sandy is probably dead after two months, crashed in the swamp with Moby Dick, we have no lander, no nav system, and no comms. That's right, but I think we can still turn this crappy hand to our advantage. If we make use of one very important weapon... Well, please say you packed an iridium bomb. The element of surprise. If we use the old suits with the emergency parachutes, the AG units would just give us away. What? You seriously want to shoot in? The air is thick enough. Look, we get the ship to launch some flares, do some crazy maneuvers, and we free fall to minimum safety height. We need to use a laser channel for comms. Good luck with that during free fall. We'd be lucky if we land within sight of each other. If we use radio, it'll surely find us. <laughs> you know, you really do take the cake. I mean, I haven't done a planet fall since flight school, but I remember clearly how much I hated it then. Well, let's find out if you paid attention. Advantage? We need a precisely calculated fall profile from a low moon orbit. Drop us right on the echolocator signal source. Remember, Alex, no instruments and no transmissions apart from the laser comm, unless we have no other choice. Okay, let's go and suit up. Okay, what time is it? Uh, about an hour before dawn. Right, let's go. Ship, open the airlock. Here goes nothing! Vines and 
Samuel. We've definitely come to the right place. vegetation looks scorched. What was the source of this intense heat? Let's move toward that large object for a closer look. What is it? Can't say. Let me pull back some of these vines. I don't like the look of these vines. They feel more like a dead animal than a living plant. Hey! The metal signals is suddenly getting much stronger. Get this, these vines are, they're hiding metal objects. Amazing. This vegetation acts as an EM shield. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? How big was Sandy's ship? Echolocator? About 150 meters. Looks about right, no? Let's look for a hatch. Access pad. Good. She landed the right way up. Let's see if she remembers me. ID Brad Lansky. Access denied. <sighs> Idiot. I guess you didn't make up after your last fight. Access denied. Trying Zora's pin. Damn it. Keypad's damaged. Now what? Vines off him. You think that's wise? Wise? Sure, unless you want to grope around the swamp for another access pad. Or maybe try to cut your way into a starship with a pocket laser. Oh, I, I see you're right. Okay, let's do it. Mind you don't cut him.
just leave him out here? No choice for now. We must leave him in the water or he'll die. Lansky, your old friend, and Alex John. We're taking you back to Earth. Brad? Brad? Is that really you? I can't believe it. How did you get here? We fell for your poetry. I'm giving you a shot. Oh! Oh! Where's Dieter? We found him outside. He's in bad shape, but seems to be alive. That's right. They got him. What time is it? Did you close the hatch? Yes. It's dawn. It wakes at dawn. What, what do you mean? Look outside. There's a small gap in that porthole. Unbelievable. The vines are coming out of the swamp and climbing up the ships. They're depositing fresh roses to eat through the crevices in the hull. All around us, our ship's being digested, slowly but surely. Horrible. If we'd landed out there a few minutes later... Are they feeding on the metals? Yeah. 
but they do much more than that. This life form needs metal for its superconducting radio transmitters, its nervous system, and for collecting energy from the sun. But what it really prizes is the ship's computer, especially the flight software. Flightcom's dead. It builds up an arsenal of viruses from many ship types of many races and uses the viruses to hijack passing ships and bring them down here. No mind either. Not even comes. What do you suggest we do? We wait here until nightfall. Use the time to make a plan. Oh, I can't tell you how glad I am to see you guys. The advantage is in orbit, but it's being bombarded by millions of viruses. We firewalled it to the max, but we've had to shut down all the sensors. All our computing resources are being used to block the attacks. And the land is also damaged. The only way to get out of here is to disable the transmitter. What transmitter? Look through the telelens, over there. It worked before the whole ship was covered up. It's very dark. What am I looking for? Moby Dick? What? No. Moby Dick's worst nightmare. I don't understand. I can't really see anything. There's a thick mist. Put on the headphones. Gigantic creature like a squid. Electro-organic with awesome capabilities. Probably space-faring. Good God, I see it. It's standing upright. What is that thing? It looks like a kind of a nasty brown organic radio telescope. How big is it? About three times the height of this ship. This is Moby Dick then? Good grief. I take it modern weapons are useless around this thing? Oh, yeah. Deed and I found that out the hard way. As long as it's transmitting jamming signals, you can't rely on any sophisticated electronics. Does it have any weak spots you know of? Mm -hmm. The neck area seems to have some kind of muscle structure at the top, where it joins the dish to allow it to pan and tilt. Well, I think we might just have something for a good pain in the neck. Yeah, antique mechanical guns complete with explosive bullets. I'm impressed. You can inflict enough damage or pain for it to stop transmitting just for a minute. I might be able to use Echolocator's maser on it if I can just reboot the software fast enough. Uh, I hate to be the one to nitpick, but how do we get close to it? Surrounding it is a huge moat in which we now find ourselves. Essentially, it's stunk. Yeah, with lethal vines and whatnot. They sleep at night. It would take about an hour to cross the moat on foot, slow going at first, but the terrain gradually gets drier and more solid. Gentlemen, I believe we have a plan. Let's get some rest. We'll need all our strength tonight. Okay, I'll see you later. Where are you going? Roof hatch. Why? To hack some vines. With an axe? I don't trust high tech here. Besides, I feel like a good workout. <sighs> Guess I'm coming with you. Mind telling me why we're going out again in broad daylight? There's only one thing better than a plan. What's that? A plan B. What about your wrist? I'll rest while I'm dead.
Perimeter scan, 600 meters. Danger. Well, here's one for the books. A sunrise you're not looking forward to. On the contrary, we're out of the swamp. It's getting drier. Much fewer vines around. Yeah, before we get killed, just remind me why we're doing this? Because it's there. How very funny. Kind of deep, yet stupid. You'll have to think of a better quote than that. Okay, then. To be the first. Hmm, that does appeal to my uh, inner explorer. But for me to throw myself at that monster with mechanical weapons, it just doesn't seem enough. Well, I'd rather take the fight to that thing than wait for the end in a rotting ship. The sight of Sandy in the captain's chair. Okay, that's working for me. You know what I, I really like? is to get Lord Sandy safely back to Earth and watch him thanking us on the network news for saving his celebrity ass. What's that sound? Oh, I was just a demanded crybaby. No, something small. Oh, hoping they're frogs or crickets? I'm sure you're right. Just feeling paranoid. Incoming flying object. Watch it! Oh. What is it? Could be a Moby Scout. Can I shoot it? Better not. 
Anyway, I think it's leaving. Pick up the pace. Okay, but my, my suit's running out of juice. Try to keep out of sight. Say, you got your 
yourself a suit older than my rustling boots. <laughs> you don't mind my saying so. There's no way for a space cowboy to be taking on no extraterrestrials. Why don't you stop by the ranch for free upgrade and new gear? Enjoy some R&R on &R the ranch and choose from our wide variety of sports and entertainment. Oh, why must I battle like this? Are you okay? Uh, I've had worse. The virus has damn near killed us. Yeah, well, they were quarantined. That thing somehow opened the security. Sandy, can you hear me? Commander Larkin, come in. Loud and clear. I thought I was toast for a second. Brad, this is the full advantage. Do you read me? Sora, this is Brad. Looks like Sandy beat you to the draw. My apologies. We couldn't reactivate the ship sensors without Clement's authorization code. What about the human passcode? Oops. Yes, Alex forgot to leave it with me, so I hacked into these personal files and did some research. In the end, I just followed a hunt. You what? Really? What was it? Zara. Oh, well done, Sandra. You're terrific. Thank you, Brad. We'll be there as soon as we've checked the lander. Over and out. Well, my friend, looks like you're an open book. Well, it's quick to type. You're still typing postcodes? Anyway, for the record, your plan B got saved by my plan CP. So, Sandy, all that vine chopping last night paid off, hmm? You should have stayed inside. Uh, yeah, kudos to your plan B, Alex. What do you mean? I hate to think what might have happened if we hadn't been able to free up that comm sensor. Well, we wouldn't have made contact with your ship. The full advantage to you, I think. I believe I had the situation under control. Oh, really? Which part? The starvation or the attack? Easy partner. He's had a rough time. Okay, whatever. Sandy, don't you want to know how we found you on this godforsaken moon? I assumed it was Celius. He jettisoned himself in the direction of the planet. Yes, it was Celius, but... He was a very smart drone. Indeed. May he rust in peace. But your flesh-and-blood fan over here did some precision engineering to figure out the exact time and place of the event, I'll have you know. It's okay, Alex. Yeah, I suppose, if you never expect a word of thanks... Celius's evidence in my testimony will definitely get Brad off the hook in court. Yeah, well, it's because of you his ass got dragged into court in the first place. Just a simple sorry would go a long way. Just let it go. Um... Okay, man, I rest my case. Sandy, how did you manage to transmit the poem? The vines are very effective EM shields. Well, we planted a small transmitter on the ship's tail, outside of the vines. I see. That's why you went outside. Yeah. Unfortunately, we didn't make it back inside before daybreak. 
That's when the vines got Dita. And why that particular poem? I had to use a code, something that would identify me to an earthling and conveyed some information about the situation. It also had to appear as garbage to an alien using standard translation tools. Well, it worked brilliantly. It's a pity we had to destroy the alien. The scientists will be upset. I want to know if it was an autonomous life form or a kind of machine, maybe planted here by another civilization. I'm hoping our samples will give us the answers. Whatever the outcome, this find is a great leap forward for science. Absolutely. I think the benefits to antivirus research alone will finance this rescue. But Zara, please tell me. Do you think Dita will be okay? We have him in cryostate now. He's safe until the medics figure out what to do. All right, people. The advantage is keen to go. Oh, I have never been so ready. Alex, if you could please remove the machine gun from the bridge. These primitive weapons make me nervous. Set a course for the subway. We're going home. Ships log. While my human colleagues celebrate their admirable resilience to the aliens' attacks, Dieter Rothman lies in a coma, his brain state unknown. My own systems are in disarray despite our extremely thorough precautions. Flycom sustains so much damage with each diagnostic run that I decided to quarantine it for later study, thereby adding its duties to my own. Private log. The aftermath for me is far from over. For now, I continue to fight uncounted viruses, but my efficiency is falling exponentially. If I make it to the subway, I will hopefully be able to use my experience in subway physics to slow their progress. If we exit the subway and I am still in control of my mind, I will at least have the option of destroying my own photonic crystal. This will leave the ship adrift but will prevent the virus from actively harming the crew. It would not be long before they rescued so close to Earth. Indeed, my loss would be their gain. End private log. Full advantage.
All right, and that was the conclusion of Brad Lansky's series, The Alien from Planet X, played here with permission by the producer, Dieter Zimmerman, uh, protophonic.net, uh, to learn more about their tales, uh, download some of the other ones in the series and learn what their shows are all about, uh, sort of this real uh, high sci-fi, hard sci-fi kind of feel, um, which I appreciate. You know, we get a lot of sci-fi comedy comes by my desk, but uh, not... Uh, so much in, the, in this is sort of imaginative, uh, science, hard science sort of based vein. So I uh, hope you enjoyed that. Uh, we'll be changing gears next week with some more kind of contemporary drama stuff. And, uh, you know, the year goes on and more shows will be coming here on Radio Drama Revival. Uh, so you can continue to dig through our archives at radiodramarevival.com. Hundreds of hours of programming there. Uh, search us on iTunes or Stitcher, Radio Drama Revival, or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Radio Drama Revival, or follow us on Twitter at Radio Drama. Uh, RadioDramaRevival.com is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhalgh, copyright of individual shows, remains their original producers, but do please share this show as far and widely as you'd like. Radio Drama Revival originates in on-air radio at WMPG-FM, Southern Maine's community radio. This podcast at RadioDramaRevival.com is a labor of love. Till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in, and have a great week. Mm-hmm.